Hey, how you going there, mate? Pretty good. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Should we, uh, should we, should we just press record, see what the fuck happens? Yeah. Yeah, I reckon right. that's the way to go. All right, let's do that. Okay. Uh, where's that fucking button? I do this every fucking time, don't I? I know it's somewhere on the right-hand side of the screen, but... I do this I, every time. It's like yeah. 194. 194 fucking episodes. Yeah. I'll still get this shit wrong. Here we go. Hello, and welcome to episode 194 of Fergo and the Freak. I'm that bloke from Rugby League Project, Andrew Ferguson. You can find me on Twitter, at AndrewRLP. Join me as always is the glorious League Freak. You can find on Twitter, at League Freak. How you going there, mate? I'm going pretty well. Um, it was an interesting day of football. I enjoyed all of it after the Titans versus Sharks game because that was a bludger. Um, I enjoyed all of it. Yeah? All of it. Every single minute of it. Should we talk about the big game first? Sure. Okay. So, the Broncos and the Warriors. <laughs> I had to do a live update for that game. That was. Yeah. That started out being hard work. Yeah. But got quite enjoyable as we started to realise that the Broncos were going to lose another game. Yeah, and they they had it. They they had it won against the team that gives up in the last half hour of games, and the yeah. team that gives up in the last half hour of games fucking swamped them. The the Broncos choked. Yeah, not just on the game, but on their tears after the match as well. Have you ever seen anything like that outside of a grand final? No. Oh, oh. why? Corey Horsburgh did it last week. Yeah, I mean, we haven't really talked about what he did last week. What did you think about what he did last week? Um, I thought it was a bit... It was an odd reaction. I can understand him getting pissed off. Mm-hmm. But pissed off to the point where you're crying was a bit odd. I've not seen that before, so I don't know what was going on. I'm not I'm not mocking him. I just don't know what that was about. I've never seen that before. I'm mocking him. I think he bitched up, and I think the way he carried on was fucking pathetic. And then to uh, give the tw- 250 fans in the stands the double fingers, it's like, go fuck yourself. Go and sit down. Yeah, I, I generally don't know. I, just, I was just watching it going, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Yeah, I like. I thought, I, I don't know, because he's fucking standing there talking shit, not swinging at anyone, crying at them. Fuck off. Mm. Um, the Broncos anyway, plays tonight. I can I can understand that theirs is through frustration. Yeah, we've lost again. Mm-hmm. Um, all I can say is, like, harden up. You're not the first team to lose six straight games. Yeah, and like. Um, as bad as it is for them, like, it's not anywhere near what we've seen. Like, the Titans. Like, tell the Titans about losing games. Yeah. Um, I was going to say about Anthony Seabolt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, his decision to um, to to axe Corey Oates in the run-on side. Yeah. Um, because, obviously, he thought that Corey Oates... That's been the problem for us over the last five games that we've lost, is this winger. Mm. So I'll put him on the bench. <laughs> that will fix things. And it hasn't. It was so stupid. Do you uh, think I... Corios is going to get dropped completely next week? Because he still played this week, and that's probably why they, ha- why they lost. Forget all the wins they had when Corios played. We're looking now, the current six, six games. 
Yeah, it's obvious that Oates is the problem at the Broncos. Yeah. Um, um, tonight, the you know, he's he's allowed Oates to play in the back row, which Oates said he didn't want to do. He wanted to play on the wing. But, you well, know, he but, gave Oates an opportunity to play in the second row to see how he go, and he dropped the first ball he touched. Still, it's a genius move. I mean, in all of my years of watching rugby league, I can think of one winger that made a transition to the back row, and that's... um. What's his name that played at Penrith? Luke Lewis. Luke Lewis, that's the one. And I don't so know. So you actually you're not counting Bo Ryan in that? Did Bo Ryan play in the back row? He filled in the back row a few times in his last season at the Tigers. That's rough. Didn't didn't start there, got moved there mid game because of injuries. Um man, you should have seen his post contact meters. They're usually in the negative. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Have an 80-kilo winger running up in the middle and just get smashed and driven back every time. What the fuck? Um, yeah, I'm looking at Seabold now, and I'm trying to figure out whether he's a weird morph of all of the worst things about Matthew Elliott yeah. and Tim Sheens. Well, you know, this but- week was brilliant, right? Because and if you look at last weekend when they lose the game and he sits there, in the press conference, completely defeated, like he had nothing. And he's like, I'm not looking over my shoulder and I've got a five-year contract and that's it, right? And then he says the next day, I'll sack myself, right? Which my question to that is, well, when do you sack yourself, mate? Because it's starting to get a bit late for that. And then during the week, he came out and he wrote a column for the Courier-Mail. And then the Courier-Mail, he said, he went over to the Golden State Warriors in the off-season and he was talking to one of their assistant coaches. And while they had, like, you know, one of the greatest teams ever assembled then in NBA history that was swamping everyone else, the key to that was having fun. And so he wanted his Broncos to just have some fun during the week, you know? And then they lost to the Warriors. Yeah, um, and that fun thing is what makes me think he's a bit of Matthew Elliott. A, a fucking airhead. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um. And that worked because now, after a bit of Anthony Seapod fun, now his players are crying. Yeah, it's not a good sign, is it? It's like, Jesus I just want Christ. to remember to have fun, and they're fucking bawling their eyes out after losing to the Warriors. Yeah. That's, that's the kind of fun they expect kids to have at their first clown show, and every single kid is scared of clowns. Yeah. yeah that's so the sort of fun they're having. <laughs> Someone says, oh, we'll put on a clown movie, but it's it. Yeah, you know? that's right. <clears throat> the kids will let's, love it. It's a clown film. Let's put on a, a, a movie for the kids, and it's got dogs in it, and it's fucking Cujo. Yeah, that's the one. That happened to me, by the way. I couldn't find Milo on notice, so we'll just go with Cujo. Yeah, Cujo. It's the same thing. It's a dog story. It's fun. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, what? look, it's... And the what? other thing is that the Tim Sheens bit is the, the constantly... Moving players around yeah. and playing them out of position. Yeah. Like, Sheen's proved that that doesn't work. Like, comprehensively proved it. Mm-hmm. For, you know, a decade. Easier decade. And Seabolt's gone, let's revisit that concept. I'm sure it'll work. And it's continued to fail to no surprise to anyone. Yeah, I mean, I look at their team. There's a couple of things that jumped out at me tonight. And there's always something because they're playing so bad. 
But, like, I'm looking at Anthony Milford, and I'm thinking the best thing he has is his footwork. He gets the ball, and his footwork's fantastic. He keeps getting the ball and thinking that he needs to produce something with his playmaking ability for his outside players. And I want him to get the ball and run with it. And he's mm. hesitant to do that for some reason. Um, you know, th- they've got a couple of old players that are passengers in that team. I think their mob- uh, their, their pack isn't mobile enough. You know, there's a whole lot going on there. But when you you throw all of that together and they're crying after the game and the coach is like this fucking drama queen and they're losing to the Warriors, I mean, the Warriors didn't play good. The Warriors were pretty bad. That's it. It's on the back of losing to the Titans as well. Yeah, 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 exactly. And the Titans Um, spanked them. Yeah, they did it easy. Mind you, I I did like the fact that as much as the Warriors are a bit average, yeah, they didn't stop. No, they didn't. They kept trying, which was surprising. But I think the thing that kept them going was they could see the Broncos were were screwed. Like you could see it. It was really evident that the Broncos were just dying on their feet in front of them. And I think that spurred them on, and they really got pumped up by it. Which you can understand because they haven't had too much to be pumped up about recently. And the other thing to remember is like Cody Nikarima left the field after about six minutes and he's been their best player over the last few weeks. Roger Tuivasa-Shek wasn't even on the field. He he was off the field. He was watching with some some uh, old school glasses on. Yeah, I don't and, know what that was about. Yeah, I'd, you know, I guess when you're a millionaire, you can do that sort of shit, hey? That's true. And uh, they had, look, this was a game where the Warriors had every single right to be flogged and they beat the Broncos and ran over the top of them. Uh, that's, it's got to be it. They're doing a press and, conference tomorrow, apparently. And Blake Green was man of the match. Yeah. Just I know we've both been critical of him, but he dominated that game and it was just his kicking game. Yeah, it was just kick. Yeah, as you say, just kicking. Um, Brent game. Um, young former Panther hooker, Wade, um, Wade Ellis. Uh, what's his name? Wade Egan? Wade Egan, sorry, yeah. He had a very good game too. That mm. try he got from dummy half, he ran to the three biggest forwards that the Broncos had. He had no right to score that try. And he got it down yeah. somehow. Yeah, it's, um, it's weird. It's weird to see this Broncos team because they've got so much talent there. And it's weird to watch them get beat like that. Yeah, they're clueless. Their attack is clueless. Mm-hmm. Um, and just quickly, another game. Sharks shit all over whoever it was they were playing. Who cares? Yeah, um, uh, yeah. That ga- I watched bits of that game. I wish yeah. I hadn't. I watched the whole thing. Oh, did you? you poor I was struggling not to fall asleep. No wonder the sharks. Like, there's a lot of people that are saying, "Oh, the sharks, they're going all right." And Sean Johnson, he's playing well. Sean Johnson's playing like garbage. The sharks are not a good team. They've just had some luck, and that's it. Uh, they're, they're playing better than they were a few months ago. Mm-hmm. They're playing with a little bit more confidence now, and their attack is is clicking a little bit better. But I'm I'm not too down on Sean Johnson at the moment. Bloody Chad Townsend is just he's a ball and chain around that team's attack. Yeah, it's weird. His form has just completely disappeared. And the other thing is Jesse Ramian was 
That's the first part of the, sorry, the, the latter part of the first half. Ash Taylor was schooling him. He was mm. clueless in defense. A few times he overread the play. He got caught out and they ran around him. A few times he got scared and, and hung back and they exploited him and singled him out and isolated him. Um, he was guessing. The best thing that happened in that second half is the Sharks had a lot of ball. Yeah. And that's probably the key to them winning the match because I, I find with these, like they, they put on 40 points and they didn't play well. And I feel like that with the current rules we have in place, we're seeing a lot of teams that are not playing very well put on big scores that they really mm-hmm. don't deserve. And it's just because they're getting, you get a roll on and that's it. It's game over if you're two right. bad teams anyway. So into the, the main game. I'll confess, I didn't see all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I must admit, I think I got a bit downhearted after Kikau destroyed whatever it was he, he was you know playing against in the first minute of the game. God, what a tackle that was. And then Penrith ran in a try a bit and a minute later. And I went, oh, it's going to be one of those games, is it? <laughs> it felt so like it, it, didn't it? So it started out just being background noise for me. And then Penrith didn't kick on, and no. I went, okay, they've allowed the Tigers into the game, because that's essentially what happened. Mm-hmm. And that was the game for me, is Penrith, for some reason, could not put their foot on the Tigers' throats. I don't know if it was because the Tigers were playing really well, or whether Penrith just aren't quite clicking yet. I still can't figure it out. See, I, I think what it is, is that... The, and I was talking to Julie about this yesterday. I feel as though they rely on a lot of young players. It's a very young side. And I feel as though some of them players, by the end of the season, are going to be different players. But I think for now, some of them... Like, we saw Crichton in this game. He did a few things where it was like, oh, geez, he's a he's a weapon when he gets going. Mm. But he's got to find that consistency, and he's got to kind of realise what he can do. I think Kikau, to a certain extent, like in defence, Kikau, I think, understands that he's, there's really, he, he might be the second strongest player in the NRL behind Tom Malolo. Um, when he grabs a player, they stay grabbed. Like, he can get, he can, he can put his arm out and f- he, he really changes the momentum of a player. You know, it doesn't matter how hard they're running or what. But I think in attack, he still doesn't realise how good he could be. And that there was a run right near the end of the game where he was a bit pissed off and he got the ball and he just decided to rampage it. And it was friggin' scary. So mm. I think that some of these players are still learning what they're capable of. It, and I, think, it is, I was going to say, it is good to see, though, Kikau getting, coming in field a little bit more looking for the ball because he was bloody destructive through the middle. Yeah. And, and the more he runs the ball, I think the better. Like, mm. I would say to kick out, you, you know, because they use him a lot as decoys, and he gets hit hard as a decoy runner. Like, harder than I've ever seen a decoy runner ever get hit. I would say to him, look, you're going to get hit either way. So we're going to throw you the ball and fuck them up with the ball in your hand because he's one of the few players that can do that. Oh, yeah. Like, I, mean, I, can, look, see the, I can see what they're doing with him. Like, because you've got to commit so many defenders to him. But I feel as though he I, he's going to do more. I think he'll do more damage over the course of the game if he's taking that ball and making those defenders make those tackles. 
Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I want to see him run run the ball more often. I don't want him to see him parked out on one side. He he needs the ball in his hand. He's too yeah. dynamic. You can't just fucking leave an X factor on the side of the field and just bring him in every now and then. Yeah, and it's he's devastating. Well, like if mm. he gets on a roll, he's the best like edge runner in the game. Um, he's I think he's the most powerful ball runner outside of of Tomalolo. And the other thing is, he's got a pretty good offload, and he's he's quite athletic as well. Those long um, arms help. They really do, and they're nice. like tree trunks, you know. Yeah, he's massive. He really is. But I think, as a Panthers fan, I was really concerned when they didn't put on the points because they really needed to put about two more tries on in that first half hour. And when they hadn't done that, that really concerned me, and that's a problem for them. But it's one that I'm willing to concede that is is something that will change as they get more experience. So I'm not looking for the quick the quick fix for that one. I'm, I, I want to see their players improve in that area. Now, there are a few other moments in this game mm. where it got a bit fired up. Mm. Um, I think the key one was when Luciano Lailua copped a, let's be honest, it was an accidental high shot from Coruscant. Mm-hmm. Across the chops. And Lailua grabbed his jaw as he hit the ground in pain. Mm-hmm. And then, oddly, it seemed like he was knocked out or something because he stopped moving and they called out the medicab. Mm. Then they waved it away and he got up and walked off the field. And that was all an odd, odd exchange for me. I don't know what was going on there. Yeah. My first thought was, is he milking this to get a penalty? Because the penalty was going to lead to the Tigers taking a shot at goal level the scores. Mm-hmm. And I thought, nah, surely not. I mean, he clearly got hit in the in the jaw. That that wasn't a mistake. That that was clear as day. He did get hit in the jaw. Mm-hmm. And it was with a bit of force. Yeah. Um so maybe it is genuine. Got up and walked off. But it pissed off Joey Lailua. Mm-hmm. And in the what last three minutes of the game, Lailua was running as a support player close to the Panthers line when the Tigers had the ball in hand, I think it was. And he didn't get the ball, but he ran through and just put a high shot on one of the Panthers players just standing in the back play. Yeah, coat. It was an old-fashioned coat hanger, wasn't it? Yeah, right around the... It was, wasn't was the neck. It was above the neck. Yeah. and It was on Edwards. That's right. And I looked at it and just went, you fucking idiot. Yeah. And he did it, I mean, the game was still winnable. He did it on probably one of the smallest players on the field. And then Kickout grabbed him, and he didn't do shit after that. It was just dumb. Like, I can understand if your brother's lying on the ground and they're holding his neck and stuff. Man, I get, forget football. I get being pissed off and all that. But if he gets up and walks off the field, I get still being angry. But doing something silly like that, like you've got to be, you can be pissed off and channel it the right way. And he just, he's never, ever channeled it the right way, ever. No, and that was stupid. And I, yeah. I went on Twitter and said he deserves at least, he deserves five weeks for that. And I only had one person scoff at it out of, you know, nearly a hundred who have liked it. So I figured five weeks must be about right. 
Yeah. I'd say it's deliberate. Mm -hmm. It's off the ball. Mm -hmm. It was genuinely high. Yeah. And worst of all, it was stupid. Yeah. And stupid should, when when it comes to an illegal play, stupid should carry a baseline of two weeks and he gets one week for the other three. There's five weeks. Yeah, I know when he did that, uh, my Twitter lit up and it was similar thing. Like, what a stupid play. Um, it's, it's what you get with him, you know. He When he's playing well, he's really a handful. But then he does stupid stuff like that and it makes you shake your head and, and he's not going to change, you know. No, he's not. And... It's it's a weird thing, but I I think now this weird thing that Maguire's been doing, where he's been yeah not having Benji Marshall in the side, mm-hmm. I think that little experiment needs to end. You reckon because, bring Benji back? Yeah, I'm not. This is the first time the Tigers are going to be up against a genuine top eight side, mm-hmm. and. They scored two tries, and to be honest, their attack didn't look like it was going to threaten and score points too often in this match. Mm-hmm. Um, and if if the stories were right, which we found out they weren't, that Benji wanted out or they were going to get rid of him, um, I'd like to see Benji go to the Warriors. Oh, really? Mm. I'd like to see the Warriors say, you know what, thanks, Blake, for your time. Bye-bye. Benji Marshall comes in. I reckon those guys in that team would lift and play for him. That's an interesting one. See, I would like to see him go to Parramatta. No. You don't like that one? No. I, see, I, I, I like... don't want him to taint his career by playing for you know, playing for them. <laughs> Robbie, Robbie Farrah did it, and I thought less of him for it. You know, see, he went to South and just... Ugh. I, I just love the idea of they could use him as a halfback. He wouldn't have to do everything for them. He'd just have to guide them around the field. And I think him and Dylan Brown in the halves wouldn't play so well that I reckon when Moses is ready to come back, there'd be a really big discussion about whether he should come back. Oh, no, Moses played fullback before. Moses? What do you mean? Yeah, Mitch, Mitch Moses has played fullback before. So just, put just, him, put, just put, put him fullback. Full It'd be nice for them to have a first-grade fullback. There you go. See, problem solved. <laughs> That's the easy fuck, fix. The, the fucking Eels fans were starting to give it to me, hey, about <laughs> Gutherson. Gutherson, that was his best game he's played, definitely. Oh, right? Without doubt, without yeah. doubt. And they started giving me shit about it. But I stand by all of my comments. I'd, I'd argue that every player is entitled to have one standout man of the match performance in their career. Well, that was his 100th game, right? Yeah. So 1% of his games are brilliant. There you go. That's allowed. Yeah, that's not bad, eh? Yeah, absolutely. Can't be all bad. <laughs> so what did you think about... Because I, I think that right now the contenders... I feel as though the Eels the Panthers and the Roosters are the three standout teams. And I feel like below them, you've got the Storm. And then below them, you've got the Raiders and the Manly Seagulls. And then there's probably another level below that. 
What was it like to see your team uh, really go toe-to-toe with one of the, the top teams in the league? And they really had a shot of beating them, like really properly had a shot. And they it was like it wasn't a fluke. They didn't go – like – and I think that they've got better football in them as well. Yeah, so what, this from a Tigers fan's perspective. Mm-hmm. When we come up against the top side, 95% of our mindset is we're losing this game. Mm-hmm. And when it looks like it's going to be close in the last 10 minutes, and I'm talking within a converted try, mm-hmm. we become 99% certain we're going to lose the game. Mm-hmm. So when the commentators keep saying, oh, this game could be anybody's, I'm going, nah. As... um. As George Clark will tell you when he ripped off my stats last year, the Tigers' uh, record when it comes to Golden Point is the worst in the league. Oh, okay. I know that might have been some of the NRL who ripped off my work there. I can't remember. These people are all the same. They rip it off all the time. Yeah, one of the two. Yeah. One of those plagiarists anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. You'll see the Tigers' record in, in um, Golden Point is clearly the worst, and they've played probably more Golden Point games than anybody else, and one mm-hmm. less. Mm-hmm. The win percentage in goal point is atrocious. So the closer a game gets, the higher the chance the Tigers are losing. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, actually. But that's... The Tigers have to get out to an early lead and yeah. hold it in order to have a better chance of winning. Yeah. And conceding the first try um, so early, man, I just had a bad feeling that they were never going to win that game at that point, and it just stayed that way. See, I, I was really impressed with how they hung tough through the whole game. No, look, the defence has improved a fair bit in these last few weeks. Yeah. Um, earlier, though, atrocious. I mean, they've still got one of the worst defences in the comp. Mm. Let's have a look at the ladder, actually, because I'm pretty sure it was... It might be close to one of the bottom five. They've conceded 159 points, so who's worse than that? Um, next worst is the Bulldogs, who are last. And they've still got a game to play. Mm-hmm. They've got 162. The Dragons have conceded 168. Um, the Warriors, 198. Titans, 233. And the Broncos, 235. On oh, the Cowboys, 211. So they're in the bottom six for defense. Yeah, and look there. I, I just, I was impressed. I thought that... I, I thought this should have been the Panthers really putting one on a lower table side. And I was really impressed that the Tigers stuck in there and, and they really gave the Panthers a game. The Panthers had to lift to win that one, especially, as you say, in that first couple of minutes, it looked like it was going to be a demolition job and it just wasn't. And that's something that I think we don't see too often from the Tigers. Like, there's this feeling like if the Tigers are going to lose, they're going to properly lose. They're going to do it properly, you know? Um, so, yeah, I, I was kind of impressed by them. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, some, okay. of the, some of the stats worked out that it was a mm-hmm. fairly close game statistically, but yeah, I, I don't know. I'm fairly confident that the Panthers looked like they had the upper hand for more of the game. Um, Penrith had just two runs more, but they made almost 200 run metres more. Yeah. Um, 50 metres more in post-contact, one less line break, eight more tackle breaks. Average set distance was four metres per set less 
Mm-hmm. Kick return meters was 40 meters more. Wow. We've got some good wingers. Mm. Oh, I think we need a fullback, though. I don't think Edwards offers enough as a fullback in the NRL. No, I think Caleb Bacons is the best winger you've got there. I don't know why he's not getting a better run. I'd have him over Edwards every day of the week. Yeah, well, he had that off game a couple of weeks ago, and I think that I think Cleary likes to have somebody that he's just he doesn't have to worry as much about. And I, but yeah, I I just think Edwards doesn't offer enough in attack, and I think that's one of the problems with our attack. The other thing that's odd, I found that game that's something that Penrith needs to work on. Mm is how many times players fell off tackles. It wasn't a heap, mm-hmm. but compared to the Tigers, it just seemed like the Panthers players didn't stick as well. Yeah. And I think when they come up against a genuinely strong attacking outfit, that's going to be a bigger issue. Well, you know, another thing that they've got a problem with is the six again calls, mm. which, and I don't know why it is. I think it's just probably bad luck. Because I think these six again calls are so random. It's I, I, I watch the game and I kind of think to myself for 80% of them, why was that six again? Um, the Panthers are just on the wrong end of it every single week. And I'm watching them and I'm not seeing a team that's doing anything that everyone else isn't doing. Like they're not, it's not like you watched the Storm a couple of years ago and you're like, man, they're really doing a lot in the ruck and holding plays down and stuff. I just think it's bad luck, but these calls are going against them in a massive way. And I don't understand it because it's like statistically they're in 16th place in terms of how many they get and how many they concede. And it's a distance between them and 15th place. It's really strange. Yeah. I, I'm still not sure how they work those bloody six again. Sometimes it's an absolute bloody lottery, I think. Yeah, I agree. It's very weird. Um, mm. They really need a second referee to do that call. Yeah, I, I don't know what what they're working on there. I I can't see it being a trial. I think it's something they definitely decided they're going to be setting in place, given that they added extra, you know, infringements that will be, you know, where a team can get six again on. Yeah. Where, uh-huh. where they've they did it. I saw I've seen it once this weekend that jumps out at me where they gave six again because the markers weren't square. And it just That's... I don't know, I think it makes for shitty football, to be honest. Unless it's a top side. Like tonight's game between the Tigers and the Panthers, that was a really good game, right? But if you've unless you've got a really good game, it's just crap. It makes it all crap. The other thing that was really weird was the captain's challenge, and the Broncos used it, you know, against themselves mm. to deny the Warriors a try. Now, what was that for? Because that confused me, that one. So I can't figure what happened, but it looks like the Broncos might have been offside on the play that the Warriors scored. Okay. And so they knew they were offside. Mm-hmm. The Warriors went and scored. The Broncos then used their captain's challenge. Mm-hmm. and the video referee found that they were offside, which meant the penalty came before the try. So, therefore, the penalty had to be awarded, which meant the try had to be disallowed. So, the Warriors got a penalty instead of being given the try. But you know what it was? Okay, so okay, that clears something up for me, because I didn't know what 
the first infringement was because the Broncos challenged that an attacking player in, interfered with the defender and the attacking player kind of accidentally fell over and slid into a defensive play. Now, yeah. I don't think the defensive player, I think it was going to be a try. I, I think it was a bad call saying that there was interference that would have affected the try. But the referee said there was. Yeah. And, there, but, and so, but it was because of that, like they couldn't obviously give the ball over to the Broncos because the Broncos had done the first infringement. It was such a weird situation, but I mm. hadn't seen what the first infringement was. So I was just fucking confused. Yeah, it was weird, but they got away with it. Mm. Um, the other one was in the the Storm Roosters game. All right. And in Golden Point. Oh, oh, that one, yeah. And who was it again? Jake Friend. Pushed Dale Finnegan at the play the ball, I think it was. Yep. And it was a so second dumb. effort. It was so stupid. People that they're trying to defend Jake Friend are saying, oh, the storm player milked and gone. Every player will milk that. Every opportunity, every player will milk that. So but that's a penalty anywhere on the field. Like a player gets up to play the ball, like, and he just pushed him over, and that was it. It was game over. Like, that's yeah. that's the worst. That's worse than that. Um, and we talked about it only a couple of weeks ago when Andrew G didn't tap the ball very well in a Monday night game between the Broncos and the Roosters in 1996, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, he just didn't tap it right, and it was a penalty right in front, and the Roosters kicked the goal and won the game. And I think that Jake Friend's penalty that he gave away was way worse because it wasn't a technicality. It was just stupid. Yeah, it was dumb. Yeah. And that's my point is that every single player knows that if they're in that position, they'd milk that as well, which means they also know that you don't push the player because they will milk it, they'll get the penalty, and that'll be the end of the game. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes Jake Friend's action so stupid and indefensible. Yeah, 100%. And... You know, there there was no way around it. It was like that was universal from what I saw online after that game. And then uh, the Joey Leilua. By the way, do you know why his name's BJ? Why his nickname's BJ Leilua? That's a good question. Because Katie was asking me today why his name's BJ. And I was like, i got no idea. Maybe he has soft lips. <laughs> um, I don't know. I've got his... His name doesn't have none of his. He's got three names, mm-hmm. and none of them start with B. Okay, that's got me beat. Yeah, uh, maybe it's bloody. Well, I heard somebody say it's Big Joey Leilua. Big I wasn't Joey. really sure about that. Has he given himself a nickname like Clint Gutherson has? <laughs> People were blowing up about it. King Gutho, self-appointed King Gutho. You know what? I hate people that self-appoint themselves a king. Mm. That's a title that should be earned. Exactly. Exactly. You don't just call yourself king and put a crown on your head. No. That, that's not how it works. That shit has to be anointed. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Get with the program, Gutho. <laughs> on your king. Oh, man. It's good to see crowds back at the game, hey? Man, I'm worried about that. Are you? Uh, I know Nadine went to the Panthers game tonight. She loved it. Has she got the curry? She, uh, I, she hasn't told me she's got it yet. She's 
she hasn't got the old Rona yet, but she did. She really enjoyed it. She, uh, it was funny before the game, she messaged me and said, I hope they score in my corner. And the first fucking try in the first couple of minutes was in her corner of the field. So she's very happy about that. Um, was she there with the, um, the fan in the stand cut out things? Well, I don't know what they've done with the fan in the stand ones for Parramatta Stadium, but I saw at Central Coast Stadium they put them up in the corner, which was yeah. pretty cool. Well, I don't know supposed where the Parramatta the ones home. are. It's supposed to be going to all the home ground, so... don't know. Yeah, it's a weird one. But I, I guess they've got them stored somewhere. We might have to see... If, if we can see them at, Param- at um, Bankwest, yeah. then if Nadine doesn't get the Rona... She'll have to go to a game at Bankwest and go around and find my one there. Yeah. And just put it in a much more prominent position. Like well, right on the on. fence. Is, isn't yours down at Campbelltown Stadium? No, the Tigers have got Bankwest as a home ground as well. Okay. See, I wonder if I've they... I've got no let idea, me... to be honest. I wonder if, if, if they... If it's let... at Campbelltown, it's probably been defaced already. Yeah, exactly. Someone's probably tried to pinch the watches off it. It's sitting up on bricks... <laughs> And the, the locals don't even know why. They're just like, we've got to put it on bricks, man. It's not a car. Who cares? Brick it. Lizard. I know it's got no fucking wheels, but just get the fucking bricks, all right? Don't fucking overthink this. Yeah. Um, you know the drill. Watch. Which one? <laughs> they won't come off. Just cut them off. I wonder if they'd let me pick up your one and bring it home. You should do it, man. <laughs> Who would we get in touch? I'm sure you could get in touch with the company and say, listen, I need someone to pick up my cardboard cutout and I'll take it for like a weekend at Bernie's like <laughs> trip around Western Sydney. It'd be I'm, good. I'm wondering what I should do with it when I do get it back. Or if I do get it back. I don't know. What what could you do with it? Um, you could sell it. Put it up on the, on the Patreon. Yeah. Put some autographs on it. Yeah. Like, there won't be anybody's. I'll just sign it by with random historical figures in different handwriting. Yeah. You know, I could put Tchaikovsky on there and then put, you know, Adolf like, Hitler. Yeah, maybe not Hitler, okay? <laughs> I feel like that wouldn't go down well. Just ask Matty Johns. Um, well, I'm not doing it as a joke. I'm doing it to make money. <laughs> what, you're doing it seriously? <laughs> <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> Oh shit! I actually, <laughs> I actually just read Dan, Danny Whitler's article. In Danny Whitler can have his name on there. Yeah, you know what? You should do. Uh, just sign up. Much love from Danny Whitler. <laughs> Put on the ass on our side of it. Yeah, it'd be good. But yeah, you were saying about Danny Whitler. Oh, he he did an article today, um, in the Channel Nine Sydney Morning Herald. And there were just some weird things in it. Like he was talking about some phantom bid for the Seagulls that was worth like $20 million. Um, and he was going through all of the people that were shareholders in it. And one of the share, the, the people that were going to be shareholders in this bid was like some Pacific Island nation, which sounds so fucking sketchy, you know. Um, no wonder the Penn family didn't sell. And then he was talking about how after Matty John's the Matty John show put Hitler in the stand that he quietly went to the Jewish museum or something in Sydney to, I don't know, learn about the Holocaust or something. I just thought it was like, 
I don't know. It just felt a bit crass. You that know? sounded like PR. Yeah, yeah. And there was a there was oh he, there was a he also said that um, Brad Fittler reckons the Roosters should chase Sonny Bill Williams to play for the Roosters to cover the injuries. And I'm thinking. <laughs> So first of all, you've got to sit Sonny Williams down and say, listen, Sonny, 10 million bucks over two years in Super League or come and play for the Roosters and, you know, we'll give you a few hundred thousand. And, yeah. you know, a little something, just chatter on the side. But so there was that. But then fucking Brad Fittler, apparently on some podcast, said that he thinks Sonny Williams should be the first Kiwi immortal. No. Uh, fucking not even close. No. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. That's outrageous. I'm going to say this. I, mean, this, I know you're probably going to disagree with this. Mm-hmm. Based on what I've seen this year, yep. I would say that Ryan Hall is a better chance of playing first grade for the Roosters again mm. than Sonny Bill Williams would if he came across. Because Sonny Bill Williams has looked way out of touch. See, I I didn't get to see Sonny Bill Williams when he was playing for the for the Toronto Wolfpack, so I I don't know. I've got no reference, but I'm willing to trust your judgment, mate. He he looked like he hadn't played rugby league for about fifteen years. Really? Oh shit! He looked he looked lost. Jeez, even and, more lost than Ryan but, Hall looks in defence. He was benched. Oh, really? If you're paying ten million or five million bucks a year for a player, and after two games he gets benched, mm. fuck hell! <laughs> and it's not what? like that 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 Toronto side is brimming full of world class talent. No, they are last in Super League. Yeah, and he's benched in that side. What would you feel like if you were the owner? And the owner, I think, is a billionaire, so it's not going to do too much. Nah, it's bloody. But how would you feel if you look at this season and it's like, this is worst case scenario pretty much. They're at the bottom of Super League. The season's going to be shortened. They're not going to have games at home. It's just the worst case scenario for the Wolfpack. And you're paying one player five million bucks. It's got to suck. It does. The only thing they can get out of this is if the RFL says, you know what, because of the unique situation here, We've decided that there will be no promotion relegation for 2020. And that yeah. way, Toronto can say, okay, you know what? We've been given a blessing here because now we know that our team's not good enough. Go to the owner and say, right, open your checkbook. We need to sign a heap of players who are a whole lot better. Mm-hmm. And then they can come into 2021 with a team that might cost $35 million. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the thing... I think the problem they have is the problem that most expansion clubs have had in Super League is that they have listened to too many English people on how to put together a successful team, and they don't know how to put together successful teams. Um, It always comes back to throw money at it, and that's not really how you do it. You know, I think you could put together a team... Like, I think you could put together an expansion team, say Ottawa, right? I reckon if Ottawa just put together a bunch of um, New South Wales and Queensland Cup players, they'd be a a playoff team in Super League. And they would be, they'd have no name players, they'd have no superstars or anything. 
but they would be better than the vast majority of Super League. But the problem is they say, oh, Callum Watkins, he, you know, he played test football for Great Britain. He must be good. And Sonny Booms, he's a massive name. And they do things like that. And it's just devastating to these expansion clubs. Yeah, they really, <laughs> they should have gone after Maloney's what they should have done. Yeah. But, you know, they went for the big name and the, the marketing thing and on a marketing side of things it's been good mm-hmm. but on the field that's your best marketing right there success on the field is the best marketing you can get and yep. they are just not yeah they're not in there at all so we'll see how that goes for the rest of the year they've got a lot of work to do just to catch up with second last yeah it sucks because man they're a big hope for super league in in the northern hemisphere they really need these expansion clubs to succeed because the clubs that have been around for 100-plus years are doing jack shit to expand the game, and they're not really going anywhere with it. So we need these expansion clubs to succeed. Mm. So has there been any other news? Um, well, speaking of expansion clubs, the Catalan Dragons signed a one-year contract extension with Israel Folau, which I thought was interesting because I... I kind of expected Israel Folau to be back in the NRL by now. I thought he would have, you know, found a way in. Um, so, obviously, everyone there is happy with the arrangement, and I think it was probably a good time to do it while the world is just worrying about this pandemic. Um, and that's it, really. I can't think of too many other big stories that are going around that have happened in rugby league. It's been a little bit settled. Um, so, yeah. Can you think of anything that's happened that you were like, oh, that's interesting? Or, Well, as you said, the only one that's come out is um, the Broncos are going to have a uh, press conference tomorrow Mm -hmm. to talk about their coach's future. Um, Anthony Seabold said that he is stumped trying to figure out answers for what's going on. So um, that's not good. Yeah, that's not a good sign. <laughs> that's not the sort of thing you want to be saying when you, your boss is about to come out to have a chat with the media about you. Yeah. Um, what did you think about the Warriors owner saying that he wasn't a big fan of Stephen Kearney's? And I'm paraphrasing. He, he thought that Stephen Kearney wasn't the right personality for the Warriors and he wants a coach that has some personality. And then he said, Craig Bellamy. Well, <laughs> I mean... Can can, think, can you tell me? Can, all right, here's a question: Can you tell me one ultra success, not even ultra successful, pretty successful NRL coach or rugby league coach that doesn't come across as an absolute prick? Yeah, you've got to be a prick. Let's yeah. be honest. It's it's what you have to. Who would be the biggest personality coach you've ever heard of? I think it would be, I think it'd be Brad Fittler. Brad Fittler. Yeah. Yeah, and I think before him it's Matthew Elliott. Sorry. Mm. He's got a weird personality. He's yeah, quirky. He's, yeah. <laughs> I like the way you say quirky. Oh, it's so good. It's like when there's a, when there's a, somebody is described as being sassy. Yeah. It's like, he's, oh. He's kooky. He's quirky. Maybe that's who's, who he's got in mind. I think what this boss needs to do is go, you know what? 
we've made one good decision. Let's do that again. <laughs> a fucking personality coach. No. What you need is a hard bastard. You do. You know, you just need a fucking coach. Somebody that's got a record that shows that they can coach a first grade rugby league team. Mm. That's it. Yeah. Um, but you know what I thought when he said he needs someone with some perso- personality? I feel like he's going to sign Sean Wayne. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. He, probably, he probably thinks a British accent equals personality. Yeah. Oh, I saw Monty Python. <laughs> Sean Wayne sounds a bit like those. I know he's from the same country. He must be a real comedian. Let's get him. That'll be is the logic that, behind it all. Is that possibility? Yeah. Um, Jeff Tooby's got personality. Uh, there needs to be an investigation. He's got that weird horse voice as well. Is, do you know in the last episode, Julie said that he has a sexy voice. There you go. That's fucking weird, I reckon. Mm, maybe she likes the husky sound. Maybe. she. So she would like... He, like Jeff Tuvey, Darren Lockyer, um, Gary Larson, Gary Larson, yeah, that's a good one. Tommy Rubonicus, um, Tommy, Tommy would, Tommy would really get it going. Ooh. Who else? I feel like we're missing one. Gary Larson. Uh, damn Anthony, it! I feel. Anthony Seabold gets a weird. A weird sound to his voice at times too. Well, you I didn't... feel like his voice is changing because I heard it in the the press conference tonight, well, and his voice probably, sounded that, weird. That's largely because his balls are in vice. <laughs> that's a good point. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, imagine being in that box with him, right? And it's obvious the Warriors are going to win, and he's just sitting there, like right in front of you, right next to you, whatever. And you fucking know this poor cunt is going to get fired because of what you've all watched. Like, how would that... That must be a real weird atmosphere in that box. Yeah. I think the fact he's got that massive contract is the only thing that's saving him from being sacked right now because the Bronx is in there going, we don't want to have to admit we got it wrong Mm. and pay this bloke out all this money and then try and find a new coach. Mm-hmm. In the middle of a season, and so I'm, I'm not confident mm-hmm. that he's going to get the sack because of that. I think if he was in his second last year, they'd probably just go, "Yeah, fuck it, he can piss off. We'll get someone yeah. else." Yeah, but who are they going to get in there? Because you know that the Broncos are not going to chase a coach who's got a history of being crap. Yeah, they went through that with um, Ivan Henjak mm-hmm. because he hadn't coached first grade before. Um, they foolishly let go of um, of Hook, mm-hmm. despite the fact he was doing a reasonably good job there. Yep. Um, I don't think they're going to go to another rookie. They're going to want someone experienced. I was thinking today, do you think they'd be stupid enough to say it has to be a Queenslander? Yes. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering if Paul Green has coached his way out of the job. That's because remember question. he was he was linked there heavily before Seabolt got signed. See, I feel like Paul Green hasn't got the cattle 
up there at the Cowboys, so to speak. Like, he's got Tal Malolo, obviously, but how many of those other players at the Cowboys do you say, oh, yeah, he's pretty good? Holmes. Yeah, and that's it. Like, did yeah. you see the way Kyle felt was treated by Sevo? <laughs> like, I, I actually, like, and, called the police and either. said I've witnessed, like, an assault four different times. <laughs> it was it was shocking what he did to Kyle Felt. And the Felt, poor Felt. Like, it, by the end of the game, he's just basically saying, hey, I got, like, 90-something kilos worth of meat I can throw at him. So I'm just going to throw it at him and hope it works. And it wasn't working. Credit to him for, just, for still throwing it out there, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that might be the, the person on the top of the list. And if that's the case, mm-hmm. John Morris, who... I don't know if there's any truth to the rumours about him possibly losing his job at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. But... Paul Green was the one tipped to take over his job. And I reckon J-Man might be sitting there and he might just give the Broncos a bit of an anonymous call saying, you should you should get Paul Green. <laughs> yeah. oh, he'll be perfect for you. And he'll walk away just shaking his, you know, rub his hands together going, right, that's me fixed up. <laughs> well, I mean, who else would there be that's a Queenslander? Paul Green, um... Man, who else would there be? Like, I wonder if Michael Hagen's still around. Like, I think he'd be a terrible coach for them. I think Michael Hagen proved he's not a coach. <clears throat> but he is a Queenslander. He's part of the Queensland coaching setup. I wonder if he's around somewhere. There is someone. Mal Meninga. Ooh. Oh, man. Oh, that would be so stupid. Yeah. That would be so dumb, but it's like you just know somewhere they're thinking, ooh, that's a good idea. Now, I was just down the road. Yeah. Imagine getting the legend here on one who coaches Australia. He'd bring all the players in with his connections. Like yeah. The Titans. All those Titans players he can bring over. You can get Ash Taylor back. <laughs> <laughs> There was a pass Ash Taylor threw today, which was so fucking bad. I got up out of my seat. (laughs) (laughs) That's how bad it was. He basically threw it at the ankles of the guy next to him. Mm. And, like, there wasn't anything happening. He just threw it at his ankles. And I got up. I had to. It was like some sort of, you know... How they say that people went, some people pace when they're on the phone. Like, I'm yeah. one of those people. And it's because you can't see the person. So you've got all of this energy that you've got to get rid of. So you pace. I had all of this energy that rushed through my body. And I had to stand up and have a walk. <laughs> yeah, he, he does have that knack. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, not too sure who, who they're going to pick there. Who else is available? Jason Taylor's available. Yeah. I I'd, think like, he... I'd love to see him at the Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> what, how weird would it be if he goes to the Broncos 
And for whatever reason, and I can't think of this ever really happening with any other coach, but for whatever reason, it just all works. Yeah, it wouldn't. Yeah, I know. I just like to see him go to the Broncos and they get the spoon. And then, I don't know, maybe some Broncos player does a... a uh, who was that South player who punched him in the face, the Mad Monday? Uh, it was, was it a Far Logo? Far Logo, that was it, yeah. Yeah. Jeez, there's a number of players who could do that to Jason Taylor up there. Oh, jeez. <laughs> not saying I'm wanting that to happen, but, you know, if it does, you know. Anyway. <laughs> what did you What did you feel? And be, you can be honest now. What did you I'm feel always like? always honest. When, well, yeah, I know, I know. What did you feel like when you saw Ivan Cleary point to the scoreboard to them fans in front of him? On the blowing the kisses to him? Yeah. I generally didn't care. I went, they're fucking good on him. Why not? Yeah. He copped so much shit last year when the Tigers beat him. And That's a good point. I forgot about that. I went, oh, you've got to be able to. If you can't, if you can't take it, don't fucking dish it out. Yeah. And he took it on the chin. And then, you know, here he was dishing it back out again. I say fucking full credit to him. I've got no issue with it. Yeah, though I uh, I did see some people blowing up about it, but I think yeah, they'll say it was disrespectful shit like that. I'm like, yeah, you, none none of you people were worried about fucking respect when you left the club. Yeah, true. I see. I think sometimes people forget that it is sport. It's it is supposed to be fun. I know we we're taking the piss out of Sea yeah, before, but didn't, he didn't do anything wrong though. Nah, but and he had a, a smile kisses. on his face. On his face, yeah. you know. I got no problem with it. He didn't do anything fucking wrong. No. I'm fine with a bit of trolling. I, I'm not. I don't like trolling, hey? What, by coaches? Yeah. yeah so just you're opposed to what Cleary did? No, no. I, I've got no problem with what he did. I'm trying to think if there's ever been... I feel like the worst trolling ever was when Matthew Elliott did the old hangman's noose with his, on, you know, his tie. That was fantastic. It was just, I felt like that was fucking just rubbing salt into the wounds for Panthers fans because it's like, yeah, we know. We've watched. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) That's a bit like um, Tim Sheen's making his handshake agreement at the start of 2012. If the Tigers didn't make the finals, he'd walk away. And then when they didn't make the finals, he chose not to walk away. Yeah. What's another, what's, what is a week probably make a podcast about this, but other really disrespectful moments in coaching, like Wayne Bennett going out the back door when they'd lost the uh, first tri-series final in in like 30-something years. Do you remember that? No. When at, it was 2005 when they lost to the Kiwis, 24-4 mm-hmm. or something in that final. Yeah. And uh, he, he gets to, I think it was, Brisbane Airport from memory and instead of going out the front door they got him going out the side door but they caught him and so it was real awkward because he tried to avoid the media but they caught him and it's just not a good look that was a bit disrespectful because he really should have copped it on the chin you know I, I think he's he said since that it was just not the right thing that he did yeah it's Sorry, just uh, I, I decided to go and have a quick look on on Twitter to see if I could see any other P 
people making comments about a similar thing, but no. Nah. It seems like the the Wayne Bennett one that you mentioned there was probably the only other one mm. where where that's happened. I guess. Oh, I've got one. Phil Gould takes Brad Fittler and Matt Singh from the Panthers with him. Yeah, although that was probably more... That was to do with the Super League war, though, wasn't it? Yeah, still, fuck that cunt. Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Wasn't Wayne Bennett at that press conference with Anthony Mundine in 96? I'm sure he was. I feel like he was. Sure he was. Uh, Just saw an interesting tweet here from Warren Smith, the commentator on Fox Sports. Mm -hmm. Not only should Joey Lolea get six weeks for his high shot on Dylan Edwards, at the end of the suspension, the Tigers should tear up his contract. Worst signing by any club in the NRL era. That's open for debate. That's yeah. That's I feel like he's talking from the heart there. <laughs> I, I believe was is a is a Tigers fan. Yeah, he is. Yep. Um, and then he goes on to say, actually, the Tigers should be made to extend the Lailua deal by twelve months and play him in every Grammar's punishment for thinking there was an upside in signing him. <laughs> was there anybody who thought he wouldn't be the same hothead he's always been who consistently hurts his team? Yeah, that's a he's had he's had a rough night. <laughs> he's he must have had money on the Tigers or something at one to twelve. Wow. Do you um, reckon it's been the worst signing in the NRL era? Apart wow. from Ryan Hall. Wow. Let's let's go and have a look on Rugby League Project at the transfers page for the West Tigers. <laughs> well Okay. Come on. Okay. 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 I, I thought this would be an interesting subject, but if we do this, it's going to be really fucking disappointing. It's, I mean, Terry Hill. Oh, Terry wasn't too bad for the Tigers. I know, but still. Um, yeah, how much they paid him? Jamal Idris for the Tigers. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Dane Laurie. Oh, Matt Dane. Ballin for the Tigers. Oh, yeah. Did he even play? Did he play one full game for him? Uh, no. Yeah. He's listed as having played three games for the Tigers in his, on his three-year deal that he was there. But each of those games, he didn't play a full game. He was on, on the bench, I think, for one. Oh, he's on the bench for, for the two games he played in 2016. Mm-hmm. And the one game in 2017, he was also off the bench. So there you go. Never started for the Tigers. Not bad for Robbie Par- uh, Farrow's replacement. Yeah. Um, um, Brayton Astor. Yeah, he'd be right up there. Um, well, the Tigers also bought Keith Lalua from Bradford. Corey Patterson from Hull KR. Oh, that was a bad one. Eddie Pettiborn from South. Joel Reddy. That was a bad one. Masada Yosefa. Yeah, he, he Adam was... Blair. Oh man, he that was a real bad one. Oh. You know, what's his name? The, the dude with the uh, South tattoo that's in their reserve grade now, Chris McQueen. Oh yeah, yeah, he'd be right up there. Um, Jason Kalis turned up, got a boil, retired. <laughs> to be fair, it was bad boil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ryan Tandy. 
Corey Payne. Um, Ryan O'Hara. We yeah. took him. We took him from a state of origin player to a bench player in reserve grade. What Jamal about Jamal Lelesi? Yeah, Jamal Lelesi. He feels like the most Tigers player ever. Jamal Lelesi to me. Yeah. Matt Jobson. What about Tim Grant? Tim Grant. Uh, didn't mind him. At least he played a bit of first grade. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh boy, there are some names here. Bo Ryan. <laughs> Like, um, I guess we got uh, Hayes Louder. Oh, he wasn't too bad, I guess. Yeah, it's it's not pretty reading. No, who's going to be worse than all that? Yeah, you're right. Imagine if they'd bought Matt Moylan. Fuck. Man, they went after him. They tried. They really tried. Matt Moore was injured again, by the way. Yeah, I saw he um, he did his hamstring again. Yeah, he was running, and he can't do that. No. The doctors have said to him, you can't run. Hadn't he played like three games prior? Yeah, he had, yeah. Yeah. Um, Apparently, according to Buzz Rothfield... Mm -hmm. The NRL's successful relaunch of the season after the coronavirus shutdown has grabbed the attention of NFL executives as they prepare to kick off their comp in September in the US, and they are lobbying the NRL to help them launch their season. Do you believe that? No. <laughs> Neither do I. Where is the comparison between the two competitions? Um, they have a ball. Yep. And they play on grass, mostly. Yeah. Um. He's also said a former NRL player is facing assault charges of a former girlfriend at a home in Sydney's eastern suburbs. Okay, so that's not even rugby league related. Okay, yeah, that's a random one. Fuck. It's uh, that's a weird one. Yeah. There's some. You know what? I saw uh, a couple of journo's tonight saying that there was only two print journalists at the Broncos versus Warriors post-press conference, post-game press conference, and how it showed the, the terrible decline of journalism in Australia. And I just think it's fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. The less journalists, um, the better. Yeah. I made a tweet today about something that the journalist said. I, well, called, them, I called them sports writers. Yeah. Someone picked up on it. It says, I like the uh, the subtle insight where you call them writers and not journalists. Yeah. Uh, there's a difference. There is, like, yeah. Journalist has the word journ in there, as in they went and they went somewhere. Mm -hmm. And rugby league journalists don't do that. They go to their computer and just go, I think this, type, type, mm -hmm. type, type, type. And not just opinion pieces, like that's what they do for rumour pieces as well. Like Wayne Bennett wants to leave the club. Mm. Let's just punch that out. Literal Mitchell drives a $350,000 Mercedes. Let's just punch that out. Mm -hmm. But don't ring anyone. No. As, as Paul Crawley did the other day. 
The I could ask Benji Marshall a question when he's there, but nah, fuck it. I'll wait till he hangs up the phone and then I'll ask the other journalists that I work with. That was so weird. That was so fucking weird. The only person I listen to for any like like behind the scenes stuff is the mole. Um but he's got fucking connections. Like and his his strike rate is fucking brilliant. So but outside of that I don't listen to all any of them at all. I don't listen to any of them anyway. Yeah. I'm too busy just punching out stats. Yeah. I had someone get upset at me today because I said the, Bron- the Sharks have scored 100 points in the last three games. <laughs> well, fuck you, Andrew. <laughs> People are weird, man. They get angry at the weirdest fucking shit. <laughs> I, I don't know. People get angry at stats. Yeah. So, like, at there. least when, at least when, like, you write an opinion piece, depending on what the opinion is, you sometimes you put something out there and you're like, "All right, here we go." But when you put out a statistic that it cannot be, there's, it's just literally these are the stats, and people get angry at you. You got to wonder. I don't know why people get angry about stats. It makes no sense, does it? <laughs> it's just facts. Move on with your life. You don't like it. Who gives a shit? You can't change it. It's a fact. Yeah. yeah Let's it's... have a look. This person said, wake me up when they play a good team. Okay. You know what I find really weird when when <clears throat> commentators, and not just like commentators, but when talking heads around rugby league um, say, oh, they've got a really tough run coming up over the next month. I don't think you could pick four random teams in the NRL and say it's going to be an easy game. Of course not. Even if it's a team, the four teams on the bottom of the ladder, there's a mm. good chance you're going to lose one of them. Yeah. So this person said, wake me up when they play a good team. And I said, good to know that you have your eyes shut when the footy is on. <laughs> <laughs> I said, wow, they put 40 points on a perennial wooden spoon team. That is so impressive. I never said or suggested it was. Go back to sleep. <laughs> and they're going about... You can only beat what's in front of you, but that doesn't mean doing so means anything. And he keeps going on about this, you know, if you're the 2020 version of the 2090 Broncos, and, we'll be, and I'm sitting there going, I don't care, it's a stat. Yeah. And then he goes, quite frankly, stats don't mean shit. You got all upset about it. Yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> Try and discredit me now. Oh, man, people are just fucked in the head. They are sometimes, yeah. See, I'm really lucky. I've cultivated a, a really nice following right now on Twitter. Oh, this so person doesn't follow me, so I'm allowed to call him a dickhead. And, you know, all of my followers, much yeah. like you are with yours. Yeah. Salt of the earth, fantastic humans. Yeah. Love them all. Yeah. But, yeah, it's... I, I don't get too many blow-ins. Like, I was expecting a lot of blowback because I, I was putting out fucking some tweets that we should have wound up a lot of Tigers fans. Um, like, and they were, they were really fucking... You know the tweets I love doing that are trolling sort of tweets are the ones where you compliment somebody for something that has nothing to do with another team, but it's obvious that you're trying to have a go at them. And mm. so I was saying it must be nice for Ivan Cleary to, to coach a big club 
and and have success there and it's like on the surface it's just all positive but it's such a negative cunty thing to say and i didn't get any bites nah see you've got to go to if you want to piss off west tigers fans Mm. you can't you can't piss all of them off Mm. okay there's only one group that you can target and no one get a response. Mm. So the best tweet you put out there is, why do the Tigers even bother having the magpie and the jumper anymore? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. It's not work. Or, how, or I think the Tigers jumper would look better if it was all orange. Oh, really? That pisses yeah. people off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. You talk about the, lo- the, blo- the logo yeah. or having an orange jumper. And it will piss off all of those West Magpies fans. They're the only ones that get pissed off. The Bowman fans, they're fine. They don't care. They move on. They've, they've, they're not interested in having this debate about West and Bowman anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, not the ones I deal with anyway. There's probably some out there that still do. Mm-hmm. But the West, the West Magpies ones, there's still quite a large number of those who are hanging on thinking that there's a chance that their club will come back and the Magpies will be back when they'll have Victor on the jumper and it'll be like 1978 all over again. Back in the good no. old days. No, it won't. See, I, I'm pretty sure the uh, Western Suburbs magpies follow me. Yeah, they follow me too. But the, the, the West Magpies Twitter account is normal and understanding and sensible. Mm-hmm. It's some of the old heads that follow the West Magpies. Oh, really? Yeah. Matt, try it. I don't know. I mean, my my tweets sometimes come across as aggressive, so I have to be careful what I tweet. Yeah, just just go. Well, just go with. I think the Tigers would look better if they had an if they had an orange and black jumper. Okay, let me tweet this right now. Let me grab my phone. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay, and we'll do it. We'll do a social experiment. Uh, we'll see how this works. I'll retweet it because I've got a few fair few Tigers fans following me. Okay. <laughs> I reckon the. West Tigers jersey jersey would look better. Yeah. If it was mostly orange. Okay. Maybe even post the, if you wanted to, you could put a picture of the um, 1989 Balmain Tigers jumper on there. It's the orange. <laughs> okay, that's what I'll do. Orange like this. And then I'll do like how I do. I do NRL and rugby league. And then I've got to look up uh, a fucking Balmain jersey. Balmain. Do you want me to find you one? Yeah, yeah. Send me send me one that you know is a, is a real trigger point. <clears throat> okay, let's have a look here. And, and like, uh, what do you what do you call it? You got to DM it through Twitter to me. Yeah. Because yeah, I reckon the West Tigers jersey would look better if it was more orange, like this. <laughs> we got this one. We got this one here. Oh, that looks lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Copy image. Where's Twitter? There it is. Okay, here we go. 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. That's My, not even like it's in-game stuff. It's just flat out. Yeah. Okay, how the fuck do I find my drafts again there? Okay, there. And I go there, and then I go there, and then I add rugby league. Okay. Uh, it's getting posted, and it's posted. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> no, see, this is now... Um, here we go, and I'll go... Retweet with comment and say... The fuck? West Tigers fans. <laughs> this is throwing me straight under the bus. How many followers do you have? How many followers 7, do I have? 7,509, mate. That's going to be about 2,500 by tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Just think, That's... if you're a Wests fan... You haven't seen your team play in 21 years. Yeah, and they're going to get trolled by a bloke whose by a bloke whose team just beat your merge team. Yeah, well, I did. Um, I did see some good <laughs> tweets. Did you see some of the tweets I did? Yes. <laughs> I thought they, like uh, let me find some of the better ones. Um, my avatar tweets were pretty good tonight as well. Um, where are we? Oh, imagine being beaten by a team wearing a Hello Kitty jersey. I like that. <laughs> I said, uh, imagine having just one Cleary. We have two of them. <laughs> blessed. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> uh, I said, Ivan Cleary. Ivan, Ivan is clearly loving. Uh, Ivan is clearly loving at coaching a big club. Good for him. Which is just so canty. Um, it is. Good. Here's another one. Oh, this is another backhanded one. Good win by the Pen- Penrith Panthers. Put away a low- lower table team. Have to win these games if we want to win the minor premiership. Ivan Cleary is such a great coach. The Tigers were plucky. Nice job by a club of their calibre. Pushed a top team. That was all in one tweet, that one. That was good. Good and work. Was just in-game, in-game stuff. Oh, good work, good work. Yeah. See, I find the subtle stuff is the best stuff because, like, I don't know. I feel like sometimes you, the 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 ideal trolling tweet is one that you read and you go, oh yeah, hey wait a minute, <laughs> you know? Yes. Um. Now, actually, one other bit of news about the Broncos. Mm-hmm. There were suggestions via Wally Lewis. Yeah during the week, that the, the Broncos players are divided because of player salaries. That sounded and, ridiculous to me. Yes. Um, and I found it funny, somewhat fitting, that tonight when the Broncos played, they wore jumpers that looked gold more than yellow. Oh, really? Yeah. I, was, I just went, I wonder if that was trolling or whether that was just... Luke, I want want to go with trolling. See, that come across to me, you know when people say, oh, as if the players didn't know that they were over the salary cap. And it's like, do you think that they're sitting around talking about, oh, I've got this much on my salary and you've got this much and he's got that much. It's like as if the players are sitting around talking how much they're all earning and how much each other earns. It's 
it just like it sounds like a good story it's like a lot of journalists like remember last week when it was anthony seabold sat everyone down and said are you gonna back me or not and only one player put their hand up and it like seems like a nice little scene but that's not real life that's not how it works no that's right i think there's a lot of bs yeah all righty well have we had any emails no, we have not. There's been no reviews either. Ah, oh, damn it. Hopefully some people get us reviews in. Um, the numbers are great, hey? Like, like Off the chart. Yeah, crazy Insane. good. Um, we might run a poll this on the, on the Twitter account. Yeah. At Fergo Freak Pod and just say, what episode would you like us to do next? The history That's, one, yeah. an Ask Kenty type one, or... More random chit chat, or something completely unrelated to everything. Yeah, we'll put that up tomorrow so it doesn't go missing. Or yeah, like you know, in the in the morning, I'll actually send you the. I've been meaning to send you the password for like a week and a half now. I've got it. I found it. Oh, good so, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I just keep forgetting to give it to you. I only remember when we're recording. So, <laughs> yeah, that's perfectly <laughs> fine. Um. I did run a poll also uh, last week mm-hmm. after a conversation I'd had with a few people. And I said, how many premierships have the Illawarra Steelers won? And I gave people an option of 14, 15, 1, or 0. Yep. And very close to 80% of the 500-odd people who voted in it said 0. So to me that says that 80% of the population or close enough to it, are intelligent humans who know the difference between facts and bullshit. Yes. Because St. George and Illawarra both ended their existence at the end of, what was it, 1998? Yep. And they became a joint venture the following year, and that is the St. George Illawarra Dragons, and they are a completely different, unique team to St. George and Illawarra. Mm-hmm. The St. George Illawarra Dragons website says this very clearly. Even they know. Yet there's a small section of St. George fans, not Illawarra fans, just St. George fans, who seem to think that St. George Illawarra is just St. George continued. It's Mm -hmm. not. Stop being deluded. Move on with your life. Yeah. There's also the weirdest one for me is that you got the Manly Seagulls and then the Northern Eagles and then the Manly Seagulls again. I think that's the weirdest one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was just smart business play, really, by Manly, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Yeah. We'll, and we'll I think do it... a merger with North Sydney and then we'll let them die and then we'll just go back to being Manly. Yeah. That's kind of what it. West and Balmain had both tried to do with each other in the West Tigers and both of them were so crap at business that they couldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> they still. Party feels like they're still just waiting it out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're still waiting it out, even though the Bowman practically doesn't exist anymore. Magpies yeah. are still going, just a little bit longer. We will get them soon. We'll get them soon. You run the entire comp. Yeah. Competition team. You run it all. What are you waiting for? Idiots. Um, yeah, I guess that's pretty much wraps this one up, doesn't it? Pretty much, yeah. If anyone's got a, a suggestion as to what we should do for episode 200, email us at podcast at com and give us your suggestions. Cause... Or, you, or you could go to com 
Yes. And go to the comments section on there. Mm. Send Do that. Up from there. Or you can go and contact us via Fergo Freak Pod on Twitter, at Fergo Freak Pod on Instagram, on our Facebook page, on our YouTube page, on our LinkedIn page. Um, have we got an OnlyFans page yet? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Um, if I was to decide to contribute to the digitization of rugby league history online, where would I go to do that, Andrew? Um, well, let's just say I've got a vested interest in this answer. Okay. Um, I've got shares in the answer. Oh, excellent. As always, I've always got shares. Go to patreon.com slash rlproject. Make a monthly donation there. I had someone today dip in uh, an extra $5 a month. Oh, nice. And someone the other day dipped in something like a dollar thirty something because I think they figured out that with the US dollar cost, it goes up to 2 bucks a month or something Australian. Yep. yep. Yeah, all the donations are in US dollars. Bear that in mind. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you go in there, make donations. Every bit helps. And if I get to my quite lofty target, then I can just work on the website full time and be your stats bitches. <laughs> the stats, official stats bitch. That's um, right. And we'd For end up people. doing podcasts every, like, 27 minutes. Exactly. Be great. And if you want to support one of the most unique, independent rugby league opinion writers out there, how would you support that bloke? You go to Clark... No, you go to <laughs> patreon.com forward slash league freak, no spaces. Um, you can start your donations. They start on there from three US dollars a month. There's three, five, ten, and then there's the top three tiers. A ten dollar tier after three months, you get a free sticker. And I'd, I'd have I've done it lower, but they don't let you. Um, then for seventeen dollars, if you do that for three months, you get a free t shirt. And for twenty, I believe it's twenty dollars, you get a free mug with my hoodie logo on there so you do those you do those for three months you get those yeah yeah so a 51 dollar t-shirt or a 60 dollar mug yeah pretty much lovely you just and yeah check them out have a look and if you don't want to do the mugs and that you can just chuck in three bucks a month it's the price of a cup of coffee or do what most legends do and go to five bucks a month yeah yeah i think that my first tier is called an official supporter and the second tier is called, I can't remember. <laughs> Legendary so, supporter. I don't know. Leg, uh, let me have a look. Uh, I love still, this. Yeah, this is good, eh? This, this is real good. This is great content. Okay so, okay, so you've got an official Patreon, which is three bucks. Yeah. Then you've got a champion. Which Champion. is five bucks, there and then a true king, which is ten bucks. True king. Mm-hmm. So is Gutho donating to you? Not yet. It'll no, be that's because he's, he's a fake king. Fake king. That's, yeah. Fuck yeah. that. I'll make that clear. Yeah. Alrighty. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Hope you've enjoyed this ad-libbed episode, and uh, we'll catch you next time.